On this Aviation special, we take a look at ice mapping in the NHL. What are some of the hurdles to getting into ice mapping? How you assess the customer's need and training the staff that create these exceptional experiences. All that and more next on this Aviation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is Aviation. This is Aviation. This is an Aviation special. Ice mapping in the NHL. This is an Aviation special. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. We are in the middle of the NHL playoffs, and my beloved St. Louis Blues are in it for the first time in 50 years. Not the last time I'll say that. But one thing that's happened over the last number of years is a unique experience in the NHL called ice mapping. This is projection onto an ice, and some of the most unique experiences you will have is at an NHL game and also at an NBA game. A lot of these stadiums and a lot of these arenas are dual-use facilities. With us today to talk about how we created ice mapping are actually two folks, one from Quince uh, Imaging and one from Image uh, Engineering, that created the ice mapping for last year's NHL finalists, the Washington Capitals and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. First up is Eric Garita. Uh, Eric is from Quince Imaging. Welcome, Eric. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. And with us from Image Engineering is Nick Hawk and Ian Badaglari. Welcome, guys. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And also with us is Joel St. Denis uh, from Christie. Welcome, sir. Thank you. All right, let's start with Eric here. Uh, Eric, walk me through the process of assessing a customer's needs when they, they say, they come to you and they say, we want to do ice projection. What's your next steps from there? So the first thing, you know, there's two completely separate paths. Um, Because this has gotten so popular, you know, it comes down to whether it's going to be a rental installation or a permanent installation. Um, For some of the playoffs runs, you get a lot of teams who are come around with quick needs, have a hot fan base, and really want to add a little bit of sizzle. But really, over the last couple years, this technology has become so prominent. Uh, The first thing we assess is, you know, is it better to rent, rent to own, or purchase a system like this? Um, because really what it comes down to is once you have it once, the fans are going to come to expect this technology at the game. So, you know, more recently, I'm going to go down just the path of the installation uh, uh, installation side of things, because that seems to be the uh, popular route these days. So, so you, you would recommend the installation route over the rental side? Exactly. It's one thing, you know, once you do it once, like I said, the fans come to expect it. So if you have it for a playoff run and a fan comes back the next game, it's almost like there's a piece of your opening, your period breaks, your post game. It's like there's a piece of the show missing. So in terms of actually assessing the needs, so um, usually some of the first things we ask are going to be, um, what's the schedule? What is the timeline? Um, and then, you know, what are sort of the in-house capabilities? Are they looking for complete turnkey? Are they looking for integration with, say, a new center-hung scoreboard? Um, And then, you know, what does their in-house content team look like? Are they looking for content support, design support, or are we just supporting them and creating templates and workflows for an existing design team that they may have in-house? Because there's a lot of different components to this. There's the projection hardware, rigging hardware, playback systems, alignment systems, it's really about chunking those up a little bit to determine, you know, 
which pieces, how many pieces, and what level of each of these individual pieces the client's going to need. I got the guys from, from Image. Let me get, get, get the same question from you. Walk me through the process from, from your, your perspective. When a customer comes to you and they say they want to do ice projection, right? Or they want to do stadium projection. What, how do you assess their, their needs and to see, number one, whether or not they really want and they really need to do it? And then from there, what are their needs? What, how, how, do we, how do we kind of do a needs assessment? Sure. So the biggest thing that, that we really start with is what they're, what they're looking to get out of it. So what's, what's the end goal for their, for their fan base, their, their players, and for them as an organization? Um, so we, we really want to hear what, what their goals, their aspirations are with this so that we can, um, one, from a creative side, think of the, you know, the best way that we can put a package together. And then, you know, going from there, we start to look at hardware and, and other pieces that are, um, you know, that gonna, are going to help us reach that, that angle. Um, Nick, are there? We also take a look at what their current technology platform is and how they're driving the creative and the timing of their shows as they are and see what we need to do to work within that environment while also bringing in this extra added complexity and layer needed to do ice projection successfully. So you yeah. take a look at, at kind of what they're already currently doing in their stadiums or in their arenas. Cor correct, yes. And because that's, you know, Nick brings up a good point. Um, is that this is going to be, when we look at ice projection or court projection, it's a completely new workflow. And they now need to add a whole nother layer to their game presentation. And, uh, you know, we need to understand how, you know, not only what the creative elements are that they, they want to get out of this uh, and the, uh, the game presentation aspects for fans and, and players, but also understand what, how they function as a, as an organization and uh, as a technical team so that we can make sure the, the interface is going to be streamlined, user-friendly and, and work within their, their current process so that we don't upset the apple cart um, and that it all becomes very natural and intuitive when we turn the keys over. And then the last thing we also kind of look at is we kind of bring in their building ops people, understanding how the building works and what else has to happen because especially with projector projector placement is critical in delivering the best show but if it's a venue where these projectors have to come in and out 30 times a year it's not as big of a deal as a venue we were dealing with that the projectors have to come out almost between every show 100 times so also just trying to understand that when we're walking in as well okay perfect all right joel from from a manufacturer standpoint you're most likely you're involved with these these projects because they're not only they're high profile projects for the integrators and for the customers but also for you guys you know christie projectors um are throughout both the nhl and the nba when you guys get notified of a potential client looking at this right looking at, at projection mapping onto ice or onto you know a floor Walk me through what you guys need from the customers and, and how you walk them through the process of assessing their needs when they say, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to do ice projection. Sure. Uh, it's a great question. So first, first thing uh, that's a little bit different with us being the manufacturing this is when we say a customer, uh, our customer is often the integrator and not the actual end user themselves, right? So the integrator will typically 
have a discussion with the end user at some point, finding out what their needs are. And then what they will do is then they will communicate with us what some of those needs are. And as you mentioned, um, you know, in some venues where they're doing some, and every venue is different, right? So you may have a particular venue where they're only interested in doing on ice projection mapping, whereas another venue, they'll be switching between on ice and basketball if they happen to have uh, both, both uh, levels of teams, right? And at that point, that's typically when the integrator will, will provide us either with drawings or um, uh, specific plans about a given arena or, or um, you know, a venue. And then we have a fulfillment team at Christie, which will look at uh, those particular plans uh, and find out from them, you know, what, what kind of brightness is usually the, the one important thing that we want, we want to determine. Pretty much every one of the on-ice or on-court projection, they will have um, some stacking involved. And what I mean by that is, let's say you end up using a uh, two-by-three array of projectors uh, on the ice, uh, two high, three wide to cover the entire ice. Most venues will then double stack another um, two-by-three projectors on there. So you'd have a total of 12 projectors potentially doing your ice. And you're doing that for two reasons. One, for the, 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 the brightness of having two projectors hitting the same place but also for redundancy, right? Should you have, you know, it's unlikely, but should you have an issue with a projector or a lamp or something happens if you're using lamp-based, you don't want to have a gap in your, in your show on the ice. So we always recommend if we have, you know, if it's, if it's integrators that have worked in this space quite often, they'll know this right off the hop. If it's a, a smaller integrator, maybe that's doing a, a college level type uh, application with smaller budgets, they might be willing to take the risk of going without um, the, the, the backup projectors or the stacked projectors. But to get back to your question, ultimately it's, uh, you know, what's the brightness level, whether it's going to be a multi-purpose, like, you know, uh, venue, if they plan on moving, if the lenses need to be shifted between different venues, like the coverage you have on an ice rink is much larger than a basketball court, for instance. So sometimes it's best to move the lenses. And then finally, the, the, the important piece is when you're using these type of multi-projector uh, displays, you need some sort of way of keeping it looking good, right? So the alignment piece, which is where uh, uh, on top of providing projectors, Christy has a, an auto alignment um, solution which helps keep the projectors aligned and is a camera-based system because trying to have one of these systems set up without having some sort of automation system can, can uh, frankly turn into a nightmare in terms of keeping them aligned, especially when different venues are coming through and so on. So the, 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 the kind of the, the, the making sure that the, not when they do the installation that they include all those different pieces to make sure that, you know, in a week, a month or six months down the road in we, within the, the season, they haven't shifted in some way, shape or form. Exactly. And, and, and when you say within the season, I can tell you there are some venues where, you know, they'll go from a hockey game to a basketball game the next day to a concert the next day back to a hockey game. And sometimes they're, they're, you know, those projectors are mounted on trust and that trust ends up getting used for other things. So they go out of alignment, right? Because things get moved between these different venues. You also have things like environmental conditions, right? Sometimes when you fire it up, it takes a little bit of time for the projectors to warm up or even the temperature in the venue and that can cause some mis that can cause some misalignment. So having a tool that will take you a couple like a minute or a minute and a half per projector to realign uh, is 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 basically one thing that we basically tell our customers you have to have this because if you don't have it 
you won't be happy with this long term because it's going to be very hard to maintain. Uh, and at the end of the day, the end customer who you know is is a is a particular they're the ones who are going to be operating it, right? And the integrator um, doesn't want to have to constantly be called back in to realign it because there's issues. They want the end customer being able to do this. So that's why we feel that it's a key component of any of these systems, and we always steer our customers in that direction. All right, so we, we've got the, the systems assessed, the customer's needs assessed, uh, figured out where they are in terms of workflow and, and, and the capabilities of the teams, uh, the customer's teams. Folks from Image Engineering, I'll start with you on this. Now that you have that information, kind of give me a, a rough project length. Like, let's say we're 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 posting this the in the in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which you know, thank God the the St. Louis Blues are still in it for the first time in 50 years. Uh, and I'll say that for the rest of the playoffs. Um, but they, let's say they come to you, or you know, um, the 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 uh, the folks you know in in Chicago come to you, which are, are not no longer in another the Bulls or or the the Hawks, and they say, you know what, best case scenario, our team takes it all the way. Right, and they win. They win the the NBA championship, or they win the, the, the Stanley Cup. So you can get in July one. From July one, what's rough, a rough project length? So you know, we want our target goal is going to be to deliver a a system that is fully up and running. The creative and the technical teams are comfortable working with uh, by opening night. You know, we want to give them a big exciting exclamation point to start their their season on um, and so we will then um, work backwards from that point to understand what our, our our deadlines and our milestones need to be and typically we want to have a a soft open or a, a fully functioning system during preseason so that the technical teams can get comfortable with running and operating the system so that the creative teams can see how the, uh, the graphics, the imagery all looks on the ice, giving them enough time to make any tweaks or changes so that that first um, opening night show is as powerful, exciting, impactful uh, as it can be. Um, so we use that kind of as our jumping off point and then we back up understanding what lead times are for equipment um, when we need to. Obviously, you know, as Nick alluded to uh, earlier, um, these are busy buildings uh, that we're going into. And so understanding when they have uh, time periods for us to come in to do any kind of rigging, infrastructure, installation. Um, and so we, you know, we back up from that point to understand how much how much time we have uh, in actually getting the gear in house and then before that even happens you know we need to get with uh, the, the building and the venue technical teams to understand where we can rig projectors where our network switches where our uh, fiber patch panels and you know all different things like that or do we need to uh, run brand new uh, infrastructure because it doesn't exist there yet. Um, and so we use all of that so that we can build our, um, our line drawings, our milestone timelines, and we will usually end up using 
every bit of that time from you know July one through the middle of September to to complete this project. Obviously, with certain pieces taking uh, longer than others, you know we specify the equipment. We know what the equipment is going to be. Um, so we try and get that knocked out uh, immediately, and then use that that lead time portion to hammer out infrastructure and how content is getting from media server to the projectors or how your network is getting from control room to the, the projectors. Anything else? No, and the other side you also have to look at is if it was a more condensed timeline, such as the Dallas Stars who did make it into round two and said in a week's turnaround time, hey, we want to do ice projection. Is it impossible? No. Did it take everybody on our team to pull it off? Yes. Um, so we've run into that as well, where we know that based upon a slightly unrealistic timeline, we can pull from our rental inventory and at least get a system in to meet the deadline. And I think that's a that's actually a really good point. You know, if if things on the infrastructure or the installation side uh, become condensed, we can shift gears and look at it a little bit more from a, a, a touring or a live event side where not everything is fully um, completed for permanent installation, but we, you know, we run off of temporary power distros or we run temporary fiber uh, or temporary network cables so that we can get them in and operational. And then, you know, the infrastructure part, which tends to take longer, uh, we buy ourselves some more time so that we get that done correctly and to the standards that we would want to see it as. Uh, all right, Eric, talking about uh, project length, you, you mentioned, you know, um, some folks may, you know, if they make the playoffs or what have you, um, mm -hmm. we're recording this, we're posting this in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm -hmm. My home team for the first time in 50 years, the St. Louis Blues is, is finally in it. Is this something where they won this on a Tuesday night? Could they call you on a Wednesday morning and say, you know what, Eric, we're in the, we're in the frickin' Stanley Cup finals, right? We got to have something. Uh, and our first home game is in a week, uh, or actually, it would be uh, it, it would be in nine days. Is that so, project length fine for you? So first off, I, I think one thing to say, I'll say is that actually does happen all the time. Playoffs are one of the most fun times of the year because you know, almost invariably we get a call that's going to say, "Hey, if we make the next round of playoffs, if we make the next round of playoffs." What happens? What are our options? What can we do? And, you know, what can we do given five days, eight days, ten days? Um, usually what I recommend for those particularly tight scenarios of playoffs, I'd say eight to ten days is possible. We own the gear. We have the gear. And Christy has really made it easy with auto-convergence technologies and 30K projectors to get this installed quickly. Uh, but usually the building logistics are even some of the bigger hurdles. Uh, what you run into during the playoffs in particular is other things need to happen, extra skate time for the team, um, extra extra media time, you know, maybe there might be um, laying down towels for the fans. All these elements take away from a very tight, you know, arena schedule. So what it comes down to is finding the time because the gear and the technology has become so user-friendly, it's so easy to use. We can work around tight timelines. Now, I will say that, you know, outside of playoffs, we usually recommend 30 days to really get time to develop content and plan things and plan the rigging. Uh, but we've done as tight as eight to 10 days and that's completely achievable. From both a, a rental standpoint and, and an install standpoint? 
from a rental specifically standpoint. Okay. Uh, if you were, if you had your preference and, you know, let's, let's talk about, you know, whether it's the NBA or, or the NHL, uh, because a lot of these, a lot of these facilities are, are dual purpose, right? I'm thinking of United Center up in Chicago right. that has both yep. the Blackhawks and the Blue and the Bulls. If you had your druthers and, and they're, they're talking to you before the seasons and even end and you go, okay, you know what? July one, because by then both seasons mm-hmm. are over. Mm-hmm. What, what sort of timeline from an install standpoint are you looking at? Okay, so in terms of actual commitment to project installation, uh, we've done as tight as four or five weeks, you know, ideally two months. But the same thing is what's great is there's a little additional rigging, a little additional cabling, but the actual setup and calibration of the system is not incredibly different from one to the other. The only extra added time there is getting rigging and weight loads permanently certified and you know the actual delivery of new gear from the manufacturer but you know all these lead times are getting shorter all the time so you know what's really interesting is what i've learned over the years is budget cycles for a lot of these teams always tend to you know push deeper and deeper into the summer as the years go by so it seems like we get some of these calls later every year uh, but we've been able to partner with manufacturers and really make this achievable it'll make this something that's relatively painless for the teams all right, Joel, from, from you guys' perspective, what what would you say is a typical project length for installation, uh, for, for an install? So we do find that most, most of the, again, they vary per installation depending on many projectors. You know, for the simple ones I might just use, you could do as little as four projectors. Uh, it's something that could essentially be done you know, over a weekend or a week type thing. And, uh, and it really boils down to uh, how, much, how much are you getting done by the integrator? How much is the integrator doing? Are they running your cable? Are they doing your rigging? Are they doing all that? If they have, you know, how big is their team? So it, I wouldn't say there's a formula. Now, when you're talking with the higher end, and I'll, I'll give you an example. We have an arena that has 18 of our um, boxer projectors doing the ice uh, in a triple stack. Obviously, you're talking about 18, um, you know, 30,000 lumen projectors. They're all quite heavy. Uh, getting them uh, mounted the height they need to be, then getting everything aligned, getting everything wired, that will be a lot more complex, and, and it's probably something that's going to take, uh, you know, a couple weeks probably to set up. But at the end of the day, this is probably a question that is better answered by the integrator because we we will assist integrators in doing these venues, but there's usually an integrator that's driving it, and we're just assisting and possibly going in and providing some training and so on once everything is set up. So you said that there's not a formula, uh, and and forgive my ignorance on this, but we're talking about a hockey arena, a hockey rink, and we're talking about you know uh, you know a basketball court. Those are pretty sure. uniform, pretty uniform spaces. But you're, you're saying that each each kind of each install is unique and different. Yeah, in the sense that again, it goes back down to how much brightness are you going to are you are you going to need for this space? Um, you know, there are there are arenas now that are looking at not only projecting on ice but doing some projection uh, partially in the audience as well, right? Or maybe doing some projection on 
you know, flat spaces that they have around on the upper rings, for example, right? So it really depends on, on the type of application, what they're going to be doing. Uh, you know, like, for example, what, what they did, um, you know, at the Golden Knights Arena is different than what they did, you know, in Denver for Colorado, right? They, they chose different projectors. They chose different brightness levels. One arena has double stack. The other one is triple stack. Even though it is quite, you know, you're, you're sitting, you're talking about like, it's a nice rink, it's a basketball court, how different can it be? Uh, at the end of the day, you want to cover the entire surface with light from projection, and then your content will then be driven by some sort of media server. So that piece is always going to be a given, but the projectors you choose, the illumination that you choose, you know, some, some folks go lamp-based, some folks want to go laser, uh, laser illumination. There are various um, variables, I guess you can say, um, which will impact each installation uh, somewhat differently, right? And those all, those all lend themselves to uh, how much time it takes to, to get those set up. All right now, Joel, we, we've talked a couple of times, and, and, and the guys have as well, about getting the, the, the end customer, the, the, the person, the, the facility that's, that's putting these in, up to speed, right? And these, are folk, these folks have, have been used to digital signage or what I'll call stadium signage uh, for, for years now, but, but projection mapping is a different animal altogether. It's a, it's a different resolution. It's a different um, aspect ratio, the whole bit. How do you guys help not just the integrators, but also, you know, again, the facilities folks, get their team ramped up uh, when it comes to running these uh, these unique you know installations so I think one of the, the from a Christie's from Christie's perspective one of the differentiators that we've we've had for years and continue to have is that we do a lot of our onboard electronics and in terms of um, ways of manipulating the image warping the images aligning the images these are all things that we have a complete software team at Christie who are dedicated to doing this, right? You can call it value add, if you will. Because um, at the end of the day, if you take, you know, three 30,000 lumen projectors from three different, you know, uh, high-end manufacturers, they're all going to look good, right? Um, what ends up being the differentiator is how easy are they to set up? How easy are they to maintain? How, e how easy is it to service those particular units, right? Uh, how how resilient are they uh, in terms of use and, and you know dealing with pyro and other things that might happen in an arena? So from a Christie perspective, we've always tried to treat uh, these types of venues like arenas and so on as as a solution. So we won't typically just quote a projector when an integrator comes to us. We'll you know we 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 offer a solution that might be a projector, a, a Pandora's box media server, which is a media server we own as well. We always, I mentioned already the, the, uh, the uh, auto alignment system, uh, Christy Mystique, which basically is the camera-based uh, camera alignment system. All of those things essentially, you know, make the whole solution uh, much easier for our integrators to go and pitch and install because they have one company to deal with, right? Whereas um, some other applications end up using a lot of third-party components from various companies and then it's a little bit more challenging sometimes for them to make sure everything gets lined up, everything gets delivered, that all the systems are talking to each other. Um, we're, we've done several arenas now with, with this solution approach, and it's worked really well for us. And, uh, you know, even at the point of quoting where we can provide a, a rough order of magnitude quote for pretty much everything you're going to need 
from the alignment to the projection to the media server uh, coming from one company is helpful when you're an integrator trying to pitch something to a, an end user, right? So I think that's how we, we help uh, prepare our integrators. Um, and as I mentioned uh, earlier as well, we do have a, um, a fulfillment team who can help an integrator who may be new at this or has, hasn't done a particular venue. They can come to us, provide us with drawings, uh, give us an idea of, of you know, the, the, what the end user wants, and then we will come up with a configuration, a proposal for them, which they can then pass along to their customer. And I think that goes a long way. Uh, Eric, you, you you talked about you know making sure that they're that the client's uh, team is ready for this. How do you get them ready from a training perspective uh, for moving uh, to doing uh, projection mapping as opposed to just kind of typical you know stadium signage? Okay, oh, that's one of my favorite questions. So two sides of the coin. Uh, when we come to the rental and staging side, we'd like to you know take a little bit of a larger role, an active role in operating planning content development. When it comes down to the other side of the coin, the permanent installation side, uh, we're very big on empowering our clients. So one thing is every system we install comes with extensive training. Um, so that's going to be training on the media server system, projector maintenance on operation, as well as any rigging and annual servicing that needs to happen for the display units themselves. Um, what that allows them to do is if they have an ops team, if they have a content team, you know, the content team is going to have a template for the ice, a template for the court. They're going to have an operational interface to program content quickly. Then on the flip side of things, you know, operations wise, they have, you know, what we're doing more and more is you know, automated rigging systems. They're able to check lensing, check lamps, check power for projectors over the year, um, service these projectors in the summer, um, make things as painless for the operation side as well. And in particular, you know, one thing that's been huge over the years is whenever you're talking projection mapping versus digital signage or LED, um, you're talking about one added um, component that a lot of folks aren't used to, and that's uh, projector convergence. Um, you know, worth noting, all of our more recent installs, we're talking about 12 to 18 4K projectors with discrete 4K signal to each. And what that requires to get that sharpness over that size and that brightness over that size is actually the ability to converge and align all these projectors to create one seamless image. Um, to do that in the past was a little more manual process, but over the last couple of years with Christy Mystique, we've been able to make that a one button click process. So that cuts down training time for the teams, that cut, cuts down dark time in the arena, makes the operations of the venue and game day operations a little bit smoother. And that's really been a huge thing for both personnel, staff, training, and time. All right, uh, folks from, from Image Engineering, um, we, we've got everything together. We've got project plan, we've got you know, assessing needs. Uh, and you, you talked about this, Nick, you did, about um, making sure that the team was up and running, that in other words, the facilities, the folks that are running this stuff. How do you get that if they're not ready? How do you go to get them trained to go from doing what's what's typical a, a typical arena digital signage, right? Uh, the stuff that we're around the stadium to to getting uh, their head wrapped around doing ice and, and court mapping. So a lot of it is coming in and having those candid discussions with their teams of what they feel their creative capabilities are and what they feel their guys are able to bite off and chew, and then providing examples because we've had the privilege of doing a, a number of installs and having content that we've created for these other 
teams and stuff and being able to go in and go, look, we really can't use the actual content itself per se, but this is the template, this is the workflow that works the best and work with them to get through it. And then the other thing is our art staff here is always a phone call away to walk them through. And a lot of times we'll actually hold their hand through the first full season of, hey, you need this extra piece built, we'll take care of that for you. Or let's see what you're thinking for this. And maybe if we, you know, bump the contrast here or change this piece of content around, this is going to give you a little bit more of what you're looking for. So it's always that service after the sale that kind of helps bring them along. But at the end of the day, you got to make sure that you have the right people there to do it. Yeah. And I think Nick, Nick is, is really right on point that it's um, a, a lot of this is about having a candid conversation at the very beginning of the project and understanding uh, the comfort level of the team to take on uh, the operation of, of this brand new system. You know, we, we look at, at certain instances, like when we worked with the Vegas Golden Knights, and they were a brand new team in a brand new arena, and so they were trying to wrap their heads around the, uh, all of their systems, yeah. cameras, DAC, center hung, um, all of it, and then to add a layer uh, in of the, the projection system, which, you know, not a lot of folks come from that background where they, they are familiar or comfortable with the, you know, um, the media servers and how those interact with the, uh, with the projection and the ice mapping and, and all of that. Um, so for, you know, clients who are in, in that kind of situation, uh, as Nick said, it is a lot of um, handholding and support actually being there for them or having some of our team there longer than we, uh, than we normally would have to assist in operation so that those folks can get comfortable with the system but also have the safety net of having our team or our experts on site there with them uh, should anything arise or they have questions um, that that person is is right there and able to answer and educate them. And so a lot of it really is based in candid conversations from the the outset to make sure that everybody knows exactly uh, where we're going and that we're going to be there to help them get there. And then the other thing we tend to do a lot more of these days is also building in that remote support. Um, and it takes, it's, twofold actually one thing it's having that remote connection in to be able to support them and see what's going on and walk them through it but it's also the cross training that happens back on our team side so that everybody that is in our support side knows that system inside and out knows what they're up against knows kind of where they are so you can pick up the phone call and no matter who picks it up here we know where you're at and we can help you well and, and i'll say this as, as as a hockey fan um the Golden Knights were probably in the top five. I, I can't pick a favorite, right? Uh, but certainly watching the playoffs last year, oh my gosh. I, I, it's seriously well done to you guys and well done to the folks that run that. Uh, seriously, one of the top five um, projection mappings on, on in, in the NHL, uh, seriously. And we have to give a lot of credit to um, Johnny Greco and his team at the Golden Knights because we're, you know, having to... Uh, learn an entire arena system um, at the very beginning of the season and then where they came to by the end of the season. I mean, that was, that was all 
them where they ended up and when when they were getting that amazing TV coverage and for for the game presentation that they put together. Um, we were there uh, to answer some questions and uh, help with a little troubleshooting if they had it. Um, but they really, their team was excited and they grabbed the bull by the horns when they brought this system on. And um, they, their internal team is really responsible for a lot of what fans saw and national audiences saw, um, which was exciting for us to see how much they were able to grow with the system in just that one season. Joel, this, this question is, is actually more for you than anybody. Um, when you talk with dealers um, and you are you know, showing them, you know, obviously uh, the different uh, possibilities. I mentioned the fact that they were in the middle of the, the uh, NHL playoffs. So we're going to be seeing, you know, some of these as well. So dealers will be exposed to them and uh, NBA playoffs are happening as well. How do you, how do you educate dealers? on the design of this, on, on how you how they sell it, uh, and how they deploy them? That's a good question. Um, so, I mean, we often, one of the things that Christie has done over the last uh, several years, um, we're, we're a pretty visual company, obviously, so yeah. I would say just about every single trade show we've, we've, we've taken part in over the last several years has had some sort of element where we're doing some sort of projecting, projection mapping example. Like, for several years, we, uh, you know, we had a central piece in our booth where we were showing a, a small hockey rink and we were doing a, a, a projection on a surface that looked like a hockey rink. We've had smaller scale models of, uh, you know, an ice rink as well that, you know, will, will be a tabletop size thing where we have some smaller projectors to illustrate the concept of multiple projectors doing alignment and so on. So we we basically positioning, um, you know, we're showing, I guess, if you will, integrators that these things are doable, right? They, they obviously, they see it on TV, but uh, when they're actually walking a trade show and they can come in and they see an ice ring, they're like, wow, that's really cool. Like, how are you doing this? And we can explain the workflow. We can explain, you know, we can, we can say, you know, the media servers are driving the content. Then we have this, you know, these multiple projectors here covering the ice. Then we have a, an alignment system that keeps in a line. And then, you know, you do a demonstration, you go and move one, and then you realign it very quickly. They really get it. And they understand that, wow, okay, there's all these complex pieces, but you guys are solving a lot of the things that I either hadn't thought about or there's contingency there in case something goes wrong, right? Yeah. And I think having that face-to-face -face and being able to show people these things is, is super important, right? We, we ended up creating a, a small traveling uh, roadshow kit with a, with a 3D printed ice rink, which we actually can sell, send to some of our integrators. In fact, it's on loan right now um, uh, with Quince, I believe. And um, they're basically using that with, uh, you know, uh, some of their, 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 um, their models to sort of pitch the idea to end users and customers, right? Because it really gives you, it's one thing to look at a CAD drawing or a model, but when you're able to actually see something live in front of you with projected images and content, it goes a long way in helping the integrators actually sell that solution to the end user, right? The end customer. And the last thing I want to say too is, is there are obviously people who've been doing this a long time, uh, like Quince, for instance, but um, there are some smaller integrators. Like I said, we're, we're, we're getting a lot more interest at the, the college level, especially in the United States, where whether it's basketball or, or hockey or so on, or, um, you know, in the professional leagues, hockey leagues that are not uh, NHL, but um, um, state level, they, they are essentially starting to be interested in this and they don't necessarily know where to start, right? So we've created, if you will, these, these bundles 
that include, you know, projectors. We have different tiers, right? The minimalist, if you will, which is basically just enough light to cover your, your rink without having the redundancy there with a, uh, an inexpensive uh, meteor server solution, which again, may, may not have the redundancy, or if it goes down, it's not as big a deal as on live, you know, a live hockey NHL level game, right? But obviously they have a smaller budget, so it gives them an option to do this. But our models go up all the way to, you know, top end, 18 projectors, alignment system and all that stuff, right? Um, so at the end of the day, this is, this is how we try to educate, um, you know, our dealers and our customers. But the one piece I think we never, we always push on is, is the, the, the alignment, the auto alignment, right? Because I know of two ice rinks that went ahead without the alignment system and they ended up coming back and putting it in afterwards. Oh, wow. So it is, it is definitely a, a, I would say a must have for these types of applications. Right, Eric, from, from your perspective, both from a client standpoint, as well as, as other integrators, when you're talking to somebody who's never done projection mapping or specifically in this case, you know, ice or arena mapping, what are some hurdles that you would kind of tell them about, kind of warn them about beforehand? All right, excellent. So this is actually a pretty in-depth answer here. So I'm going to start, I'm going to tackle this from sort of an integrator side. So the one thing I could say is, you know, one specialty of Quint is, you know, we originally were founded as a projection specialist firm. Now we've expanded over the years, but we've built, you know, 25 plus years of experience in just projection image mapping technologies and projection service installation and maintenance. And, you know, the, one of the big things we've learned over the years is that, you know, projection is, is, has so many more facets to consider than a screen. You have to consider things like ambient light, projector convergence, lamp and laser illumination measurements, um, and maintenance over time. Things that are not, you know, as common as in LED walls, monitor walls, other forms of digital signage. Um, things like converging 12 or 18 projectors, that's something that, you know, for us comes with the territory and have been doing for years. Uh, but LED installation, uh, LED specialists don't always get a lot of that experience. It's here's the wall, here's the single surface. We're used to converging those surfaces, integrating them with other displays, and some of those specialty workflows. So that's, that's kind of how we tackle that. Um, and then in terms of the actual, you know, hurdles for the client-facing side, uh, yeah, we try to eliminate the, as many of those as possible. I mean, the one thing that I never want to undervalue is we try to make this as seamless as possible for the end user perspective. And sometimes a lot of the complexity gets lost in that. Um, you know, what we're able to do is control systems to monitor all the projectors, monitor their status remotely, um, control the projector lamps, shutters, um, all remotely, as well as control content, load content, um, align projectors, putting all those features into one custom design interface for the client because uh, what ends up happening is for you know any professional team is they have sort of a core full-time staff as well as supplemental game day staff. And when you have that supplemental staff, you want to make sure you have this sophisticated system that has a lot of robustness, uh, redundancy, all that good stuff built in. But when they come to sit down, someone who's maybe operated this thing once or twice um, and has had training from you know only one person at the venue, that they can look and they can find all their key cues, find the status, be alerted if there's any issues, and be able to just have a friendly, a friendly guide where they can come at it and they're not losing any time on game day because game day is just so valuable. 
Hey, Joe, from, from Christy's perspective, what are some of some hurdles um, that you guys have, have witnessed over the years that you would warn uh, you know, a, a new integrator? Let's say they come to you and say, you know what, Joe, I've, I've got this, this arena. They want to do this uh, ice mapping thing. I've never done it before. What, what sort of um, hurdles would you say that you would warn them about? I think the one of the key ones is brightness, right? Um, you're 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 spending all this money to put a pregame show on, if you will. You want to make sure it's going to really pop. Um, so we do recommend higher brightness projectors. Uh, and if they don't necessarily have the budget to go, you know, with with some thirty thousand lumen projectors that are stacked or forty thousand, whichever, then we recommend they do, you know, at least a couple, uh, you know, a couple. 15,000 plus projectors uh, in a stack configuration. Having the, having the stack is important because it gives you the double brightness, but it also does give you that redundancy should something happen so you don't end up with a gap. And then you can, should something happen in a live show, you can quickly shutter the projectors that, uh, a set of projectors are affected, and then you'll have a, a, a show that's not as bright, but at least it'll be uniform because you had, uh, you know, an issue with one of your displays or your source or whatever, right? So, you know, the redundancy is very important. Uh, making sure you have enough brightness is important. And, and, you know, something that will allow you to keep it looking on day one <clears throat> the same way as it, you know, four months down the road, you want it looking as good as it was on day one from an alignment perspective and so on. And this is where having a camera-based alignment system that you can schedule that you can connect to a uh, you know an automation system uh, that might that likely is in your your arena or your venue to trigger multiple systems, you know running a calibration to make sure the projectors are aligned is just just becomes another thing that gets done uh, before every show right um, and that goes a long way in 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 you know keeping the end customer happy with something they feel is sustainable without having to constantly go back to their integrators because they're having challenges. Guys from Image Engineering, let, let's kind of wrap this up here. If you were advising an integrator uh, today that let's say that they've got a client, uh, they've never done ice mapping before and they want, they want their, their folks, they want their integrator to get into it. And this integrator is like sitting here going, I've never done this before. Uh, how would you advise them? What sort of hurdles um, that, uh, that you guys has, have encountered that maybe you didn't expect to? So the first thing is to have the candid discussion with them saying, look, this is what you're getting yourself into. Um, and then kind of, I hate to say it, but going through the pitfalls that we've kind of experienced and worked our way through with them so they know what they're looking for when they're looking for uh, LED signage is one of the biggest things. I don't care how bright the projectors are. You, when you add more ambient light, you lose the contrast. Um, so we could keep adding more and more projectors on the ice and make it brighter and brighter and brighter. Um, but the more light you add to working with them to understand what, what, when we go into a project, what we're looking for, so they understand it and then getting them the support. So when they start specking it out, either a company that's done it like us or a Quince or some of the other guys out there that are really good at it, getting them just to look over it and kind of say, yes, you're on the right track with this. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree with with all of that, and then also, um, you know, having them really understand the the timelines and what's necessary from an infrastructure side, and how you know we really always need to look at this as a partnership uh, between the integrator, the venue that this equipment is going to live in, 
and then the team who's going to be operating it and how, you know, from the very beginning, uh, everybody needs to be on the same page. The communication needs to be uh, clear and streamlined because, you know, as we talked about before, these timelines are, are usually fairly short for uh, what we're trying to undertake. And so uh, communication and a solid team all around who is on the same page every step of the way is invaluable. Um, having a great manufacturer, um, kind of like the, uh, the folks from Christie uh, who are there to provide high level support, engineering support to review and look over um, lens calculations and uh, position uh, placement and, and all of that, just to get a second set of eyes on it. And there, those guys are, are happy uh, to do that because they, you know, they want to make sure that their product looks uh, as good as it possibly can as well um, is huge. So, you know, not looking at this as you're forging the path alone, but that it really is truly a, uh, a team effort um, is, is wildly important. All right, uh, guys from Image Engineering, uh, Nick Hawk and Ian uh, Badagleri, uh, thank you guys. Uh, how do people get a hold of you if, they, if they're so inclined? Sure. Um, so thanks for having us. Uh, the best way to reach us is uh, our website. So it's imageengineering.com. Um, we also do have a, a fairly active uh, Facebook and Instagram account, and uh, you can just find that by searching Image Engineering as well. Uh, we like to keep our... Um, clients and fans updated on our most recent projects. So you'll be able to find it there. All right. Uh, and, and Joel St. Denis uh, from Christie has been with us. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Appreciate uh, you having me on and um, hopefully um, we, we've uh, educated some folks a little bit on how we go about this. Thanks. Absolutely. And uh, how do people get a hold of you or, or Christy? So um, best way to uh, get a hold of us is uh, essentially you can go to the Christie website at uh, www.christydigital.com and uh, we have a contacts page there with all the information. In terms of myself directly, if there's any, uh, is there, if there's any specific questions, it's just joel.saintdenis at christydigital.com. All right. Also with us is Eric Gazzello. Uh Eric is from Quince Imaging. Thank you, sir. And how do people get a hold of you? If anyone has any more questions, you know, we're pretty easy to get a hold of. Um, you're based right outside of Washington, D.C. You know, we can always be reached uh, at quinceimaging.com, um, and we're always happy to help. Uh, for us, for AV Nation, you can buy the website, avnation.tv, avnation.tv, find other programs such as this, as well as our two weekly programs, all that and more at avnation.tv, avnation.tv.